In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who does give us confidence. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, confidence is something that we like to see in other people. It's something that we look for in interviews when we're interviewing people for positions. It's something that we look for in our potential mates. And as we are going about that process of courting and dating, we look for somebody who has a sense of confidence about them. And there is something essentially attractive to us about confidence. But the question that comes up is how do we get confidence? Because we live in a world that is oftentimes so insecure about itself. We tend to be insecure about ourselves in many, many different realms of our life. And so we know that confidence is a good thing and we know that we should strive to be confident people because other people will see that and they will uh, reward us by hiring us or dating us or doing whatever. But we, we, we sometimes have a hard time figuring out, okay, where do I reach in order to get the confidence that I need to approach this world? Well, I think there's about four things. I don't think this is an exhaustive list by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but I think that there's four things that if we look at them and, and if we do them, we're able to muster up some sense of confidence out of them. And those four things are preparation, talent, belonging, and a minimized sense of risk. So those four things, I think, are where we go, just generally speaking, in order to get some sense of confidence. And so let's talk about the first one. The first one, preparation. We get confident by preparing for whatever it is that we are walking into. And so those of you who are students know what it is like to be confident walking into a classroom that you have done all of the reading for. Those of you that are students also probably know what it is like to not be confident when you walk in to a pop quiz that you realize, oh, I didn't do the reading this week. And so one of the ways in which we pre get confidence is how we prepare. It is this kind of sense of, okay, am I ready for this because I have done all of the preparation work? And one of the things that we find a lot of times here at Florida State when I'm talking to students is that uh, a lot of students have to figure out that they have to prepare because uh, they didn't have to in high school. Be because high school was pretty easy for a lot of you. And uh, that's why you're here at Florida State. And you were able to get by on not preparation, but rather this other thing that is called talent. And you had the talent to kind of just breeze your way through high school. You knew what to listen for when your teacher was saying, these are the things that I want you to remember. This is what's going to show up on the test. You had this talent, and so you didn't necessarily need to prepare as much. You didn't need to study. And so you had this sense of talent about you. And a lot of the, the rest of us know what it's like to be able to trust in our talent, 
And a lot of us in here trust in that talent on a pretty regular basis when we get into our cars and we turn that thing on and we put it into reverse and then we put it into drive and then we head towards the interstate. And that is a really frightening thing if you don't have talent. If you think about what kind of damage you could do without driving talent, as you are hurtling this steel bullet through space and time, if you didn't have the talent of knowing how to drive, a talent that came from probably some preparation, but now is just basically kind of muscle memory for you, well, you would know what it's like to be... Unconfident. And that would be a very scary position for you to be in. And so you know what it's like to have confidence if you drive a car and do it fairly well and you're not afraid of it. And so preparation, talent, belonging. There is a sense of confidence that we get in belonging. There's a sense of confidence that we understand that if I belong someplace, that I can kind of walk in there and I can be confident and I can do whatever. That is a sense that we have that gives us this, this quality of confidence about us. It's the reason that we can be confident when we are singing in our own shower. It is the reason that we can be confident when we walk through the doors of our house. It's the reason that many of you are very confident when you walk into the doors of this church building because you feel like this church building is a place in which you belong. And yet there are other people who don't feel that this church building is a place where they belong. And they walk in here and they are scared to death of what might happen to them because this is a place that they don't feel that they belong in. And through the grace of God, we hope that more and more people get to feel like they belong here because we know that this is not a scary place, but a place that you can have confidence because you belong. Well, and then there's the final one. So we've been through preparing and talent and belonging, and now there's finally the sense of minimized risk, which oftentimes comes along with a sense of belonging. There's this sense of minimized risk that we have with those people whom we belong to. And so if, uh, if you are a part of a family, you probably know what this feels like. If you have some really good friends, you probably know what this feels like. It's this sense of being able to, well, make a mistake. And you know that it's, it's not going to be a bad thing. There's this sense that you can get away with a certain amount of mistakes and they're going to give you a pass. They're going to say, well, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to forgive you or I'm just going to overlook that or whatever. There's that sense of minimized risk. But then if you are talking about being in another setting where you're not sure that those people are going to overlook your weird things, you have this lack of confidence about you, and you begin to think about all of the bad things that might happen if you just opened up your mouth, and so you just sit there super quiet. At least that's the way that it is for me in parties where I don't know anybody. Because I go, I don't know if these people are going to forgive me. 
I don't know if these people are going to think that what I say is funny or, or even makes any sense. And the, the people that I know, I know even if I do say something that doesn't make sense or if I tell a bad joke, then they're, they're just going to overlook that. And so there's something about this sense of mi- minimizing risk that gives us confidence. And, and I'm sure that there are other things that give us confidence as well. But those are at least four of them. And when we take a look at those four things that give us confidence in the light of our reading from Hebrews, it begins to show us a little bit about what it is to have confidence in God. Because that is what we're hearing in Hebrews is that we have confidence to come to God. And if you think about it, that is actually a, a very scary proposition for most of us who are sinners, who recognize that we're sinners. Uh, we know that we probably shouldn't have confidence because uh, all of those things that we normally go to for our confidence, well, those things are, well, we don't have them by ourselves, right? Uh, because we haven't prepared ourselves very well for Jesus, We haven't prepared ourselves in a way that shows that, well, I've done all of my homework, Jesus. And uh, and so when you come back uh, on clouds of glory and you are bringing with you the sword that will uh, separate the the sheep from the goats, I am not going to be super confident on my own. And here's a part of the reason. The book of Leviticus have you ever read that? I know some of you haven't. But it, if you want to be scared, read that book. Holy mackerel. Everything is off limits. I'm eating skin of grapes. How many of you have eaten the skin off a grape? It's what makes red wine red. So if you've drank red wine. And if you've had too much red wine. Or if you've worn clothes with mixed fabrics. Or if you have tattoos. Those are hard to get rid of. And you go through all of those things and you go, oh. Well, which one of those do I follow? And there's a big, long explanation as to uh, which one of those things actually still matter. But but here's the scary thing is, uh, can I ever feel 100% that I am prepared? No. Because it doesn't even matter if I've eaten grapes or not, because I know that I've broken the Ten Commandments. I know that every single one of those things I have broken... And so I'm not prepared. And so when I look to God, I am not confident because of my preparation. I am also not confident because of my talent. Because I have one talent in this world when it comes to my relationship with God. And my talent is in screwing it up in big ways. My talent with God is, God, look at this. Look at how well I can sin. 
I bet you didn't even think I could do this sin. Look at that. Of course, he's not surprised, but I'm always surprised in the depravity and the level of my own sinning. The ease with which it comes. I have this talent of sinning. I do not have a talent when it comes to doing righteous things. In fact, my talent with righteous things is pretty awful. I have to work really hard in order to be righteous if I even want to think about kind of maybe even a little itsy baby step. But I'm really talented when it comes to sinning. And so when God looks at my talent, he says, yeah, that doesn't give you confidence either. And belonging. How do I belong to God on my own? I don't. I would estimate that Probably 99.9% of us in here are Gentile. We don't have that claim to uh, being a part of the people of Israel. We don't have a claim to being the chosen people of God in that sense, at least in, um, in terms of our belonging in a familial sort of generational way. We just don't have that. We have to get that through our baptism. But if it's not for our baptisms, we have no claim on belonging to God. And so we don't have confidence there either. Which leads us back to the very last thing, which is the minimization of risk. And when you think about your relationship with God, you don't have a minimization of risk on your own. What you have is a maximization of risk. What is the greatest risk that we can incur here on earth on our own? It's death, right? We are going to die if something goes really bad. That's what happens if you're hurtling that car that you have no talent with towards something. You're going to kill yourself and other people. That is it. But God says, hey, guess what? I'm going to maximize that. And uh, it's not only death, but it's also everlasting damnation. I mean, that that really dials it up, doesn't it? If you start thinking about what that means. And, And all of a sudden, you're in this place where you don't feel confident because you know all of the risks. And because you don't feel confident, because you know all of the risks, what you're tempted to do as a human being, since you know that any move that you might do is risky, is you tend to do nothing. You tend to not plan on how you could help your neighbor. You tend to not plan on uh, certainly how you could sin more. You just tend to plan on, well, if I do as little as possible, then maybe God will still love me. But that's not what God wants. That's not what God did on the cross. What God did on the cross was he gave his only son 
to die on that cross so that we could be confident. So that we could be confident in our approach with him. That we could go up to God and we could say, hey God, how's it going? Which you think about it, when we do that in our prayers, it's so weird that you're able to do that. But you can do that because you have this confidence in God. You have this confidence because Jesus gave you that confidence. Because Jesus prepared. He prepared a room for you. He prepared that room by dying on that cross. That that is your preparation. That is your studying. That is your getting ready. That that is what you look at. When you're preparing yourself to come to communion, that is what you look at when you are preparing yourself for the rest of this week. That that is your preparation, not how well you've studied the Bible, but how well you see that cross and have faith in the one who died upon it. And that the talent that he has given you is a talent that comes from his Holy Spirit. That's what he tells his disciples, that don't worry about what to say. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And so they're going to haul you up in front of court. Don't worry about it. I am going to give you words. You are going to look so gosh darn talented. And you will know that you are not. But here's the Holy Spirit. That's your talent. And you will belong to me. You will belong because of what Jesus Christ did on that cross. Because of the waters of baptism that you were baptized into his faith. Into that sense of a relationship with him. And finally, the minimization of risk. That when he died upon that cross... What he said to you is this. Try it. He kind of tests your confidence there, right? Try it. You got an idea? Go for it. It may crash and burn. You may have to confess that on Sunday morning. Try it. Be confident. Do what you do because you have a confidence in you that comes from the cross. Paul says it this way in Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for this sense of, well, you're forgiven. What are you going to do? And whatever you respond with, God says, okay. You're going to play the new Halo game that came out all week? Okay. You're going to go out there and you, you're going to you know, talk to your neighbor? You're going to help them mow their lawn? Okay. It is, you have that freedom to be confident. Because... Jesus has given you that confidence in his blood, in his sacrifice, that it is not 
all about you and how confident that you can be by yourself because by yourself you shouldn't be confident. But it is about the confidence that you have in him. The confidence that says, no matter what, I have a God who loves me. I have a God who prepared the way for me. I have a God who gave me the talents that I need in order to approach this world. I have a God who tells me that no matter what happens, I belong to him. I have a God who minimizes all of my risk that I can go out there and I don't have to worry about sinning. Because it's going to separate our relationship. But rather, I can just worry about sinning in that it's stupid and that it's dumb and that it's dirty and that it's disgusting. But I don't have to worry that it's going to change my confident approach to him. He gives us that confidence. By just looking at that cross. And seeing it offered to us as a gift. So let's live as confident people who know the love of that God who gave us that. Amen. Please rise.